Welcome to episode four of the Achieve Mentors podcast, our show for fitness coaches and aspiring personal trainers. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing how we onboard our new members as well as our new coaching staff. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? Um, sorry we haven't posted the Achieve Mentors podcast in a couple weeks, but uh, we're back on it today. Friday's kept getting away from us a little bit. Yeah, Friday's kept going away. Uh, the past two weeks, Kendrick's sleep cycles were not good, so, um, but I feel like we're finally in the clear. Totally. He yeah. only woke up four times last yeah. night. No. <laughs> it's, we're getting better. We're getting, we're getting <laughs> Much better than the, like, the 15 times he yeah. was up, so. Uh, but I think we're going to be back in a groove after this, so. I think so. Yeah, so uh, we're going to answer a question today from one of uh, the members of Achieve Mentors. Um, actually, you don't remember who it was, but you want to go over the question? Yeah, I'm, yeah actually, I don't, remember, I don't know what the actual question was, but essentially the question was, how do you onboard new members? Um, so like, how do you basically get, take a new member from not having had any experience in your setting to getting them like going on their program and, and on your, your like gyms program and then, or our gyms program. And then the second part of the question was, how do you onboard new staff members? So how do you get your coaching team ready to coach people yeah. <laughs> prepared so two-part question um we'll start with how to onboard new members and then go into the coaching staff yeah so i guess let's just get it started off with like someone calls us or someone emails us right okay yeah so typically somebody emails us that's like the most common way that they contact us and so our um head of operations hannah will email them back and basically say um She'll give them a little info about what the first steps are. So she'll say the first step in getting to know what we're all about is coming in for an initial strategy session. And it's complimentary. It's completely on us. It's an hour long, about an hour long, where you'll meet with a coach and you'll go over your goals, your health and injury history, a quick movement assessment, and we'll give you a tour of the facility and go over our membership options. Yes. And also, like, not only do we give just like that sort of like general information, but we also make sure that anyone who is corresponding with the prospective person is also doing it in a way that is very achieve-like, right? right? So we offer a lot of exclamation points <laughs> and just general, more casual kind of like conversational language, right? Just yeah. to kind of set the tone that we are more of a friendly, like welcoming vibe. Yeah, well, I'll, we'll always start with, we're so excited that you reached out. Yeah. Like exclamation point, just to give them the feeling of like, we, we want you to be here. We're yeah. excited instead of this kind of cold, like copy and paste email back. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that makes just such a big difference between that and then saying like, thank you for reaching out. And like if you're yeah. much like if you're in a more like corporate setting or a more professional setting, then maybe that's what you need to do or that's what you want to do, and that's totally cool too. But it's just important to set the tone with whatever brand message that you want to uh, portray. Yeah, yeah. So after that, um, so Hannah will help them. She'll let them know when. Um, like when we're available for strategy sessions. So usually in our contact form on our website, there's a part that says, when are you available to come in? So she'll just say like, oh, based on your availability, we have this time or this time, which one works best for you. They'll write back, they'll solidify a time. And then she follows up before they even come in with a three-part question. And 
a three-part like questionnaire, I guess, just an, an email back that basically says, um, just so that we get a little bit more info up front, I'd, if you wouldn't mind answering a couple questions for us, it would help out our um, coach who's gonna take you through the strategy session. And the first question is, how did you hear about us? The second question is, um, what are you hoping to get out of a gym experience? And the third question is, do you have any injuries or considerations that we should know about? Mm-hmm. And this gets them, before they even walk in the doors, it just gets them thinking about, like, why am I even going there in the first place? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, some people walk in and they're just, they literally just looked up a gym in the area and they just called the first gym that they saw and we just happened to be it. And when we sit down and ask them, like, all these questions, they're kind of like, they draw blanks quite a bit because they're they haven't even thought about this sort of stuff. They just thought about well, I mean, I'm in the gym to just work out and lose some weight, right? Yeah. Um, and so we dig a lot deeper. So we just like to set the stage again a little bit with uh, just some guiding questions. And even if they don't answer it, at least they're it's in the it's in their heads, right? Yeah. And I think it's important that we say we don't say what are your goals, but we say what are you hoping to get out of a gym experience, mm-hmm. um, because that also helps us to know like what usually comes out from that for us and it's probably due to our brand and our marketing but a lot of people say i'm looking for a gym that i don't feel um intimidated at or i'm looking for a place that can offer me some guidance because i don't really know what i'm doing in the gym and just getting those little tidbits instead of saying what are your goals most people are just going to say lose 10 pounds or something really generic but instead we get to say what experience are you hoping to have they open up a little bit more about maybe why they haven't joined a gym yet or why they're they're looking for something different and that gives us a little bit of insight so that when they come in, if there's somebody who says, I'm someone who's just been always really intimidated by a gym, we know that right away we're going to try to make them, not that we wouldn't anyway, but we're going to work extra hard to make them feel so comfortable and just use language that's like, hey, if you, like, don't worry about it if you've never done a squat before, but I'm just going to check out this movement pattern, so I'm going to show you what it looks like, I'm just going to have you repeat it back to me during the physical assessment as opposed to just saying, okay, why don't you show me a squat? And they might give you a blank stare back. Yeah. Right? So just getting a little bit of that information up front really, really helps to understand how to go, how to proceed in the actual strategy session. Yeah. So, so they've scheduled a session. They're about to come in. Again, we've tried to set the tone a little bit with our language, with the email, and just some of the questions that we've talked about. Now, it's important for us that as soon as they walk in, they get greeted by whoever's just closest in proximity. So not even the front desk. But if a coach is nearby, they can at least just give a little bit of an introduction and be like, hey, you know, are you so-and-so? Because we all know whether or not a strategy session is coming in. And we say, are you so-and-so? Like, hey, did you find us okay? Um, you can just put your stuff in the cubbies right there and then follow me over here to the couch. Um, so-and-so will be seeing you in a couple of minutes. Um, in the meantime, can I grab you a bottle of water? And that just, again, sets the tone for they're being welcomed, they're being supported, and they're not kind of like hanging out in the corner trying to figure out what to do and being uncomfortable. They're being comforted immediately. Yeah. 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 I mean, we think about it as one of our core values is um, is to do be attentive and do the little things. And underneath that, the first like what this looks like in action is treat people like a guest in your home. And so when somebody walks in the door, you wouldn't just ignore them and like let them <laughs> walk in and look around and then just decide to like... I guess I'll sit on the couch. Like yeah. you would be like, oh, can I take your coat and here, like have a seat on the couch and can I get you a glass of water? Like you would do all of that for them. And so that's what we want to do for anybody who's walking into our gym as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. <clears throat> so then they're sitting at the, um, 
the strategy session area. And by the way, this is a very open area. We don't take them into like a private office where we start like grilling them and then selling them in a high pressure situation. It's very much out in the open. Our members are, you know, they, they might be sitting directly next to us. So they know that we're not giving any way like sneaky pricing strategies and mm -hmm. whatnot. Everyone knows that the price is the price and we're just giving information. And all we're trying to do is making sure that we're both the right fit for each other. Um, but again, it's just a very open area. Um, and then, yeah, basically, as soon as we approach the person, it's just greeting them with a big smile. And then we start the rapport building process right there. Yeah. So the beginning of our strategy session, um, we have like a little packet that we go through. And the first part of the packet is just getting to know them. Um, well, actually, the first page is health history questions. Mm -hmm. um, just to, and we usually have them fill that out on their own. Yeah. So it's just like, do you have a history of high blood pressure? Do you have, a, you know, all those things where it's very important to gather that information, but it's not necessarily something that we need to like sit down with them and yeah. talk about. Um, if we see something of, like that's notable on that page, then we'll follow up. But otherwise, when we sit down, we kind of scan that first health history page. If everything looks good, we just move right on. And the next page is all about getting to know the person. And so we just kind of ask them questions like, um, what do you do for work? Uh, what's your living situation? Do you have any pets? Like really, honestly, just getting to know them. Um, what Have you been a member of a gym before? And what was your experience like? And um, what? why are you looking for a new gym like what's yeah there are a couple questions in there that basically inception a little bit <laughs> of like why they're basically articulating why they reached out to us as opposed to us trying to sell them about us right right and so we say something like what are you doing currently what's worked well for you in the past what um you didn't like in the past about working out and then yeah going with like what do you hope to gain from more of an intensive coaching experience? Mm -hmm. And then whatever answer that they give there is obviously a clear, like just kind of like a hot button for us to um, just kind of attack repeatedly. Not attack, I want to say attack, <laughs> but just bring up, bring up repeatedly. Yeah. Cause yeah. they're going to say, if you say like, you know, uh, if they end up saying, what, I, what hasn't worked for me in the past is just going in on my own and not really having a plan because then I just end up going on the treadmill because I don't know what yeah. to do. So then our quote unquote like point of attack, <laughs> like Jason was going to say, or just kind of like our go-to angle. angle is we offer coaching, we offer programming. So talking to them, they don't necessarily care what kind of equipment we have or like what our bathrooms look like because that's not what they're looking for. That's not why they came to a new gym. They're looking for some guidance. So we're going to talk about, we're going to focus on the parts of Achieve that are focused on guidance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then um, we go through a little bit of a physical evaluation that's really quick. And then we build some rapport more with uh, just like some general, like how we foam roll and just like, go over like what they can expect. So we say like, okay, during a session, what we'd ex what you can expect is we go through some foam rolling, do some mobility work, do our strength training work, and then finish off with a little bit of conditioning at the end. And that's the general structure of all of our workouts. We just kind of like give them a representation of what it would look like to actually be a member. Um, and all of our language is when you join, um, this is what's gonna happen. Instead of being like, if you happen to sign up, like we just we just basically assume that they're going to join, and if they don't join, that's totally cool. But um, the language that we use kind of depicts certain imagery. Right? Yeah, and we're trying to set the stage for them of like like really set the scene. Like when when you walk in, this is what you're going to do. This is the experience that you're going to have, so that they feel like 
comfortable because yeah. that's the the scariest part sometimes of joining in a new place is not is just feeling out of place and not really knowing how things work there. Yeah. Um, like even when, sometimes we if we're on vacation and we go to a new gym like. I even sometimes feel uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, am I totally. supposed to foam roll here? Or is this in, like, this seems like maybe I'm in the middle of where people are lifting and maybe I should move. And so if, if we feel that way and we're coaches and we feel comfortable <laughs> in a gym, like I can really imagine how people feel when they walk into a facility where it looks like they look around and they're like, well, it looks like everyone knows what they're doing already. Totally. And yeah. so we can just say, Hey, I'm just going to lay out exactly what it's going to look like when you first come in. You're going to walk in, you're going to put your coat down over there, you're going to say hi to the front desk person, and then you're going to walk over to the foam rolling rack, you'll grab a foam roller, and you'll start rolling out for five minutes. After that point, your coach is going to come over, they're going to start getting you going on your warm-up. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, I can do that. Like yeah. That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> that doesn't sound so scary. And so you're really just showing them exactly what their experience is going to be. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I mean, we used to spend a lot of time on the evaluation, the assessment process, and it would take us 30, 40 minutes or so. And then we realized that people didn't really care about that sort of information. Like, yeah, they want to know that we know what we're doing and that we kind of have this sort of plan for them, but we can get that information in five or six moves and knock it out in about 10 minutes or so and get a pretty good idea of what we need to address with someone. Um, And so once we freed that time up, then we suddenly had 20 to 30 minutes of actual time to explain this sort of stuff. And that was going to be a much, it was going to have a much greater impact on the overall process than us like spending some extra time on doing a Thomas test or something like that. So um, that's definitely something that we started to uh, switch up as we went along, just figuring out what is really important when building rapport with someone. Yeah. So that's the, that's the very first time that we meet with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the very first step of the onboarding process, right? Yeah. And then we could do a whole different podcast on sales. So we'll skip over that, I guess. But yeah. like, essentially, Actually, the sales process is pretty simple. It's like, now that we've shown you everything we do, here are two options. Like, yeah. we have a group membership or we have a custom membership. And which one do you want to do? We're very <laughs> not pushy throughout yeah. this. We just say like... And if there's any objections, we say, hey, we've got a 30-day guarantee so that if you, whatever membership you sign up for at the end of 30 days, if you feel like it's not the right fit for you, then that's totally cool. And again, we just make it as low pressure as possible. And I would say that I think we close about 85 to 88% of anyone who walks in through our doors with this very low pressure sales thing. It's just, it's just, we just lay it all on the table and it just makes sense. Like if someone who goes, like... We set up Achieve's model based upon our experience at previous gyms, and we tried to solve those models. So we're going to get those questions about those models, and then they're going to realize that our entire structure is set up to uh, find those solutions, right? Right, right. Um, So yeah, it usually does uh, really, really well. Yeah. One thing I was going to note um, before we move on is uh, a lot of people, a lot of coaches ask us like how we address things like how do you get your clients to understand that it's about the long term it's mm-hmm. about consistency rather than intensity it's less about the scale than it is about the, them getting into the gym with good habits and eating habits and stuff like that and just even from our strategy session that initial meetup when we go over we'll actually say like hey is do you do you do you want to weigh yourself so we propose the question instead of forcing them to weigh themselves and check their body fat we actually ask them and then after we go through that recording process, then we'll say something along the lines of, you know, these body fat percentage measurers, they've got a standard de- standard deviation of anywhere from like four to 5%. So it can vary drastically. And also the scale weight, that can change based upon what you ate the night before, how much, uh, how hydrated you are, whether or not you weighed yourself in the morning or at night, 
the scale changes drastically. So we don't want you to take too much stock into any singular data point, but we want you to, but we hope that it goes in the tr general trend that we're looking for. So that automatically from day one takes care of someone wanting to weigh themselves every single day and getting obsessed over a single number. It just gives them a little bit more perspective on what we're about. Yeah, and even our scale says, like if they do decide to weigh themselves, we have a little note, although it keeps getting sweaty, so we keep having to redo <laughs> it. We have to eliminate it. Um, but it basically says like your the weight on the scale is simply a representation of your like gravitational force like or <laughs> yeah. pull in, from the earth or something, and it has nothing to do with your self-worth, how much your friends and family love you, and something like that. To just yeah. like set the stage of we don't, us as coaches, I think a lot of people think like, oh, my personal trainer is going to weigh me. And if I don't like meet, if I don't lose two pounds, they're going to be disappointed in me. Yeah. And so us showing that, putting that out there, just being like, we don't really care. Like <laughs> yeah. we don't care if it, unless it's your goal and you have some specific goals, then sure. We'll, we'll help you get there. But if you don't care, we don't care. And yeah. we're not going to push anything on you that you're not comfortable with. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. So it's just a little side note, but, but not even just a side note, it's, it actually is really important because like Jason said, it's just setting up the foundation for conversations in the future too. Mm -hmm. Because then when somebody comes up to us and says like, I, I just feel like I'm not like, I'm not losing weight or I'm not like nothing's working or whatever. If that comes up, we can point to like, okay, well, what are the things that we talked about that were like going to be the most important for you moving forward? It's, it was consistency. It was um, like, you know, increasing your strength, all these different things. And we can point to the things that we talked about in that initial conversation and say the, the weight on the scale, like we've talked about, it's not the only indicator of your progress. And you know, you could be, so many different things could be happening. You could be gaining muscle. You could have just had a lot of water that morning. Like, you know, we've talked yeah. about this stuff before. Don't get too worked up about it. And it just brings that conversation back down to a more neutral mm. level as opposed to it being a very, very emotional thing. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked almost 20 minutes. We, we, we were joking. <laughs> like, we were talking about how this episode was probably going to be like 10, 15 minutes long. And we, we haven't even gotten to the past first the session. first session. <laughs> and it's been about 20 minutes. But, right. uh, okay, so let's move on. So okay. after, let's say they sign up for a membership, like how we go through um, onboarding them even further. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, it's... Um, we have program designers. So we have a program design team. So we have Ted, who's our head of program design. And then we have... Um, besides Jason and I, we have three other coaches who write programs. Mm -hmm. So uh, we basically assign somebody and it's going to be who, the person who we think will see that person the most. Mm -hmm. Um, we assign them to write their program. And so whoever did the strategy session hands over the notes to the program designer and the program designer takes our phase one, which is pretty set in stone in terms mm -hmm. of like this, these are the main movement patterns that we want to hit and they just modify it based on that person's strategy session. So if that person, if the coach noted like, oh, they had really limited ankle mobility. So their squat, they couldn't really break parallel. The, the program designer might say, okay, we're going to squat to a box with a pad on it. So we know that like, we're not looking for like crazy depth for this person. Mm -hmm. Um, so they'll just make little notes and changes in, in there. And then the person will come in for their first session and whoever the coach is on the floor, it might not be their program designer, but whoever the coach is on the floor for that hour is going to take them through their first session. Yeah. Um, our phase one program is very basic. So it, it's things like, yeah, like Lauren said, squatting down to a box, um, kettlebell deadlifting, um, supine core exercises, glute bridging, like all the fundamentals that we know if someone can really master these right from the start, then we know that they have so much more room for potential for growth. And um, it's kind of like, 
if someone was teaching someone how to play basketball, they're not going to start by teaching them how to dunk or by teaching them three pointers. They're going to go with very close up, just mechanics, basic ball handling skills, things like that. And they know that if the basics are really met, then they have really much higher ceiling for these higher level skills like fadeaway jumpers and three pointers and all that. And so our toughest part throughout the whole process is probably those first couple sessions where some people might have come in with a workout background and they're, they feel like they're a little bit more advanced than the program reflects, yeah. right? And so our biggest difficulty is getting them to buy in. And so what we've done is we've had just a multiple, just like repetitive checks and check-ins basically saying and validating them that hey we know that this is probably a little bit easy for you currently but we know that if you get these fundamentals down and we iron out these little imbalances that you have that we found out through the evaluation then we know that your potential for growth is so much more than if we just skip these basics and fundamentals and the coach says it after the first session and then you want to go through the email check-in process of the first month? Yeah, so within the first 30 days, we have four email check-ins that they get. So they get a check-in after their strategy session. They get a check-in from, um, I think from Hannah, right? I think from, from Hannah, From yeah. our head of operations who just says, like introduces herself if she hadn't met them yet and just says, if you have any questions about your membership, I'm the person that you can come to so you can ask me any questions. We're so excited to have you as a member. Then after their very first session, whoever coached them that day is going to send them uh, an email within 24 hours of that session mm -hmm. and they're going to mention something specific that happened in that session so it doesn't look like a just copy and pasted email uh -huh. um, but basically just like hey it was so great to meet you it was so great to work with you I, I was super impressed by how you were able to get through all three rounds even though the like in the beginning you weren't really sure if you were going to be able to or something yeah. like that mm -hmm. um, or on the flip side if it was somebody who came in more advanced they might say something like I know that like Jason was just saying I know that workout might have felt a little easier than you're used to but what I'm noticing is that you're going to you're going to be able to get so much stronger do so much more by laying down these fundamentals and I already am seeing some progress just in our first session today really looking forward to how things progress in the future and getting you to back squatting or whatever it is they've expressed that they want to do yeah and then the other thing is within these sessions we like if we know that like a 25 pound goblet squat is really easy for the person we'll just bump it up really quickly we'll say okay let's go let's go to 45 pounds you look so strong already you've already clearly developed a really good base let's keep bumping it up um, but we still keep them on the phase one for at least three weeks because yeah. Like we as coaches just know how important it is for them to master these fundamentals so that when we explore more advanced movement patterns later on, we know that they're adequately prepared for those um, patterns. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, the, the check-in process and just our language throughout the sessions is super important. Now, if you're sitting at home and you're just a one-person show and you don't have a team around you to support you like this, um, this is going to basically fall on you to have like systems set in place to make sure that you hit all these marks. So you might have an Excel spreadsheet of let's say 15 clients and you just have a little template of, okay, if someone new uh, comes, uh, if someone new signs up for a package, you basically enter them into the Excel spreadsheet and then have a little bit of a list that says, okay, I need to check in with this person three days from now. And that Excel spreadsheet lets you know, and you check in with them and just say, hey, like, you know, some of the stuff that Lauren talked about and then move on to the next person on the list. And so this is kind of like, not your sales strategy anymore. Now this is your retention strategy. How can you make sure that you keep up with your clients' success and their goals and their ever-changing just stuff that they have going on and making sure that you keep tabs on them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of the session itself. Yeah. 
And then, so, I guess the next, well, so I only went over the two emails, but it's, the next two emails are essentially the same yeah. thing. It's like reassuring them that they're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fourth one is kind of like, hey, we made it through um, your first month here. Like, we just are so grateful to have you on as a member and we are really looking forward to the future um, and kind of giving them a little bit of a peek into what's coming next. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really important that when we're communicating with like people who are, like Jason was talking about, have like more of a fitness background that we just reference like the things that we're excited for them to be able to accomplish or, or to be able to get better at um, as we go through these phases, just so that they know that we're not just ignoring the fact that they used to Olympic lift and now they're doing kettlebell deadlifts, right? Yeah. Like we're not just pretending like that's not a thing. <laughs> um, yep. We acknowledge it. We say like, Hey, I know you're used to a much higher intensity of workout and I can't, we can't wait to get you back there and doing it safely or doing it without back pain because there's a reason that they came to mm. us and there's a reason that they wanted to change. Yeah. And usually it's because I was doing CrossFit or I was doing Olympic lifting or whatever it was. And, and I loved the workouts, but there's always a but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whether it's but I was in pain or but I like felt like really run down, whatever it was, there's always a but. And so we can use that as our answer to this is how we're going to get you back to doing the things you love, but without that but at the end. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is another new hot button that is our angle for getting them to buy in. So all, we're always trying to find what sort of anchor that we can connect with that will resonate with them the most. All right, Kendrick's crying. Give us one second. BRB. Okay, and we're back. Again, Kendrick's with us, so you might hear some baby noises in the background, but um, basically we'll finish off with a little bit. Um, yeah, this episode is about 25 minutes long already, so I think what we'll do is we'll break it up into two parts. So next week, we'll go over how we onboard our staff members. Yeah. Um, so I think we've gone through how they inquire about us, our strategy session, our coaching sessions, our check-in process for the first month, and then we have a little bit of a different check-in process after the first month. What we realized was that it's super important for us to have as many sort of touches as possible with the person in that first month to establish good habits, to establish buy-in, to just get on the same page from an overall just like philosophy standpoint. And then after that, obviously we don't need as many touches from there. Um, and Lauren will go over our quarterly check-in process. Yeah, and so I should just want to preface this with we're lucky enough that we have something set up where we get a year with the oh, people that's that we're working with. Yeah. Not everybody gets that opportunity, but we do recommend like talking to people about a long-term plan with you. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds, I remember early on when we would sell packages, like it sounds scary to offer that to someone to be like, oh, you should buy a 24 pack or a 48 pack. Super and, like, scary. It's scary because you're asking them to drop a lot of money. <laughs> um, some gyms might have ways that you can like do payment plans for those or I don't really know how it would work. Well, probably yeah. not because then you just go like with the smaller packages, but basically have a conversation with the people that you're working with about a long-term plan so that, that then you can program and work with them with the idea that they're going to be with you for a while. If you have somebody buy a six pack and you don't know if they're going to buy another one or you don't know how long they're going to be with you, it can become really hard to ha implement some of these things that we're talking about because you're like, part of you might be like, well, what's the point? They're going to, they're going to do six sessions with me and leave. Um, and part of you might just be like, I don't really even know how to talk to them about the future. Cause I don't know how long I have with them, everything like that. So I would try to talk to people about the fact that you've seen the best results from people who try to stick with personal training for a year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just start there because just say that way I can map out your entire year. I can really understand where we're going to, where we're starting and where we're going to get to. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have the luxury of having people like signed on for a year, I would still have those conversations with people about long-term goals and, and your long-term plan for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't really, you don't even have to say like, I expect you to be signing no, up for yeah, packages yeah. for a year, yeah. but yeah, just the language that is all about long-term and consistency and how when most people go for short-term intensity, they tend to get hurt or burn out or plateau or just not get as good results. Um, they, um, yeah, you'll immediately kind of like set that stage for like, okay, this is not just get five 30-minute sessions and then I'm fit, yeah, <laughs> right? Right, right. So, um, so yeah. th- I just wanted to put that out there yeah, so that perfect. we have that luxury. So because of that, we do get, we do this like quarterly check-in process, which basically every um, three months we send an email. And so each of our coaches is assigned um, a group of members. And so I would say each coach probably at this point has like 40 or 50 40 or 50 yeah. people that they're responsible for checking in on. And we have an Excel spreadsheet that um, our fitness director, Sarah, made that basically it's a shared Excel spreadsheet with all of the coaches. And it says who they're responsible for, when they're, they sent the last email, and, and that automatically... Um, like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like pops up the when they should send it. Like it, there's an Excel term for it. Yeah, like just calculates it. Yeah, enough. whatever. <laughs> um, so basically, if I if I wrote like if Jason was my check-in person, I say okay, I checked in with Jason on January first. If I type in January first, then Excel will automatically say your next check-in with him has to be on. April 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just tells me when I'm supposed to check in. So then we can all look and say like, oh, whoops, this person wasn't checked in on mm-hmm. last week. They were supposed to be. Let's make sure we're on top of it. Yeah. Um, and so the check-ins are, we have different um, language for each one. The first one is usually just like, just wanted to check in, see how things are going. Um, we typically like to ask them if their goals have changed at all. Um, so we just say, hey, or we first like to say something about their progress and what we've seen that's been going great for them. Yes, and yeah. we say, hey, w- when you first signed up, your initial goals were X. Like you initially wanted to, you know, lose 10 pounds. And we can either say like, and you've done that and that's awesome. So what's your next goal? Or we can just say, has anything, since you started training, has there been anything new that you've decided you really want to try to work toward? Because a lot of times when people start to strength train, they're like, oh, I don't want to lose 10 pounds. I want to do a pull up. Yeah. <laughs> like they start to like be like, oh, I want to do something because I'm actually enjoying this process. And so we want to get that information so that we can say, oh, awesome. We'll talk to your program designer. We'll make sure that they include that in your programs a little bit more. And this way that people that you're working with are just feeling so heard. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times it can be really easy to just put your head down and write programs that you think are what your person needs. But if you're not asking them questions all the time, you might not be going in the right direction. So yeah. Yeah, so that's just kind of like our way to monitor that. Um, and then like you you might have heard the 40 to 50 to close to even 60 uh, members that people, uh, that our coaches are responsible for. And it seems like a lot. However, not all of them just join all the same day. So it's not right. like they're sending 60 emails out. Most likely they're probably sending about five to six emails per week and just checking in. Um, and it's really just about understanding uh, where the person is at that moment in time. Um, and then also it's, it's a retention process. Like it's much, even though it sounds like a lot of work upfront to do all this, it's much easier to keep your current clientele really happy and have them keep signing on than trying to sign someone up new um, and having that sort of uh, that churn rate be really high. So we just, it, it, it's not over after you just get someone to buy a package. It's the whole process is constantly 
trying to get better and better and optimizing. <laughs> All right, Kendrick thinks that that's the end of the show. I yeah, I think that's it. Time for, time for us to play with Kendrick. Um, okay, cool. I think that's about it. Yeah, so those are that's half of our answers to your burning questions. <laughs> um, and we're excited for part two where we'll go over uh, how we onboard our coaching staff. But yeah. hopefully that answered some of your questions about how we onboard new members. And we are very excited to bring you part two next week. Yeah. Cool. All right. So until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.